the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. We've talked about several different things to up-level your resume, um, how to connect with people on LinkedIn to really stand out above the crowd. Uh, You know, great tips and advice that Elisa gives us every week on Profesh Sesh. However, what happens when you've done it all? You've tried all the tricks. You've pulled out all the the things in your bag and you're still not getting a response. Um, We've heard of people that have sent over 400 resumes to get one interview to potentially not even get the job. So there's so many great resources out there and there are so many great tips that we share every week. But Elisa, what do we do if we're in that position and we're feeling a little disheartened and disenchanted? Yeah, it's a it's an overwhelming and exhausting feeling for sure. And the burnout for searching for a job, it's real, especially if you're in a situation where you aren't with a job and you don't have that income to fall back on and you need to find something. And uh, I read a study that in two, in 2020, um, the average time it took somebody to find a job was about five months. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that can be very uh, deflating um, to your, to your, whole self as essentially. So I think that the first thing is if you have just exhausted your efforts and you are feeling just the burnout of this job search, take a beat. As we say here a lot, take a step back and give yourself time to reset because that overwhelming sense of it starts to affect your self-worth. It starts to affect you feeling like, you know, you're doubting yourself, you're doubting your experience and really just take a moment to just step back and hit that reset button and give yourself that distance between that last job application that you've completed that you just feel has gone into a black hole and going, you know, and starting the search again. At what time should you potentially consider a coach, a consultant, or even a headhunter? Um, is is this the time while you're taking that beat or should you give yourself a beat, enter the job market once again, you know, a month or two down the line and then potentially consider that if you haven't found something at that point? I think with taking the beat and the reset, you have to give yourself some distance from it all. Um, give yourself clear head. And that might be just, you know, a couple of days or a week if you're finding you know, the last couple of months, every single day you have been nonstop job searching, give yourself the time to kind of mentally check out from all of it 
so you can come back with a fresh perspective. And people may not have the that you know the luxury of time to be able to do this. So that might just be a day. That might be the day that you say today, not doing anything about my job search. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to go for a hike. I take a dog for the walk. I'm going to, you know, spend my day with my kids outside somewhere, but give yourself the time to really just separate yourself from that thought process at all. I would say that once you are ready to come come back and you feel like, okay, I'm ready to take this on again, ready to, to tackle this. I think that you need to come up with a plan. Let's say Monday, you're starting it all over again. Give yourself a a couple of hours each day. So try not to make it all day, every day, but maybe you give yourself this block of time where you lock yourself in your room, your office, your car, wherever, um, and give yourself that time to really focus on um, the research, the job applications, redoing your resume, maybe writing a cover letter. You you all know how I feel about my cover letters, (laughs) but if that is something you want to try, write a cover letter. And then I think that when you, when you're ready to come back into this, you want to really re-examine and reassess the strategy that you're going out into the job marketplace with. That's everything from what's your strategy with the companies you're trying to target. Is your resume aligning with each of those companies um, that you are targeting. And if not, and you're not necessarily sure, you, you feel like you have a good resume, you're unsure about that, that's where you may want to say, okay, well, in this in this next step in my strategy, I should probably consider either taking um, a professional resume writing course, which I'm sure LinkedIn offers, hiring a professional resume writer, um, and and I want to be very clear because I'm going to mention headhunter that a headhunter doesn't write your resume. The headhunter is going to take your your skill set and look within the agencies and their database of jobs that you might be qualified for and help submit you for those positions. But they are not resume writers, so you will need to look at potentially hiring a professional resume writer. Places like the Muse, everywhere you do a simple Google search, you're going to find some really great tips on writing resumes. Are you know we've got a, a a profession session all about this, so tune into that. We give some really great tips on that. And then I think also if you're still curious, like how do I target this specific company? I can't emphasize enough that you look at that company's job description, and what they're telling you they need is where they're lacking. And you need to show and tell that story on your resume that you have the capacity to solve for what that company needs. Summary statement. Again, if your resume is reflecting that ob- objective statement, you need to change it to your summary. Maybe you need to look at your personal brand on social media. A lot of people will do a, a deep dive into you as a, as a potential candidate based on your social media. So if your Instagram is public and it is, you know, not necessarily, you might want to see, re-examine if that's something that you would want a potential employer to to be looking at. Um, So those are all things that as you're coming up with your reassessing your strategy, questions that you might want to ask yourself What's your personal brand looking like that's out there? Is your resume really targeting this specific company? Is it really 
telling the story of the of what you have the capacity to solve for that they might be missing are you targeting companies in the right way is your is your strategy how can you reassess your strategy to make it work for specific companies to to give to just to get your foot in the door and have that conversation have you ex- exhausted your network, both of just your personal network. Hey, I'm looking for a job. These are the types of jobs I'm looking for. If you hear of anything, please let me know. Have you reached out to people that you're connected with on LinkedIn for, let's say, just an informational interview, potentially somebody that can help flag your resume internally? When, you know, turn on those job alerts, um, whether you're using LinkedIn or Rocket Reach or Indeed or wherever it might be, Set those job alerts so that you can be one of those first people to apply. Because as a recruiter, those first two weeks are crucial because that's the bat, those resumes that, that are really going to get in front of a recruiter's eye. I'm not saying that if you apply a month into the job being open, that you're not going to have your resume viewed because if a job is still open in a month, there might be a reason why. And, and as a recruiter, I might need to do a new search and new applications coming in within the month will get visibility. But it really is important to get your resume in there pretty quickly and get your resume um, in in front of uh, who you need to see as quickly as possible. I think it all makes sense. I have um, an observation and then a question, but I want to let you continue and then we'll go into that. I would say going back to taking the step back, in that time, whether you're giving yourself a day, a week, a month, a year, to see how you can use your time and your skills in other areas to keep it fresh. So you may want to evaluate um, some volunteer opportunities, not ideal, but you're networking with people, you're connecting with people, and you're continuing to use your skills, potentially build upon your skills in a way that might not be as conventional. But volunteering is rewarding. It's it's satisfying. It, it helps with that sense of self and that ability to give back. One of the things that I did when I had some some downtime is there's an organization out here in LA that I hold near and dear to my heart. and it's an organization that offers shelter for women of abuse situations, domestic violence, and it's a place where they can come and, and, and get back on their feet with their children. And they've invited me to come in and help do resume guidance and how to dress for an interview and, and those kind of things. And I can't tell you how just rewarding it is to be able to help somebody who's trying to get on their feet and and get back out there, um, especially coming from such a, a hard place. So I think that being able to volunteer your time is, is essential in this process of taking a step back, not only volunteering, but taking a class, taking a course through lynda.com, Coursera, um, LinkedIn, wherever it might be. I love General Assembly out here in LA, and I know that they're expanding, but they offer all sorts of classes, everything from coding and product, project management, product management, uh, resume writing classes. So stay engaged with different courses and, and, and things like that. And then one other thing that I'll say is 
connect with other job searchers, other people who are in the situation that you are so that you have that community. You can just languish in, in, in the woes of trying to find a job together. And you also never know who they might know or who you might know and who you can put together. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of things. And then if all else fails and you're like, yeah, tried all that (laughs) and you're, you want to consider a headhunter, just know that there is a fee um, associated with a headhunter. I think certainly at an executive level, it's it's worth doing, but just know that a a headhunter, you want to make sure that they are reputable, that they do have a Rolodex of agencies and companies within the wheelhouse of your specific industry. um, And that they're not just submitting you to jobs willy nilly and and consider the fact that the fee will probably be somewhere between 15 and 25%. Just food for thought. Those are such great tips, Elisa. And um, I'm, they tie in very much to what my observation was going to be, which is, I think when you're in this position of waiting and uncertainty, um, it it does take a toll on your self-esteem and it, it's easy to be very, very restless. And I think um, having, you know, it's one thing to say, take a beat, take a day off, take a week off. But I know my personality, that thing will be bugging me and I won't be able to stop thinking about it until I have the problem solved, until I have the issues. I was just, maybe it's just me, but it's hard to put something that major on the sidelines. And yet it's so important for your mental health to be able to do that. So I think that the tips that you just gave are, I actually was jotting some down um, even before then, you know, even doing things that maybe aren't specifically applying for a job, but maybe you're writing a blog post, or maybe you're writing an article on LinkedIn, or maybe you're, you're going through your list of connections, as you were saying, and and really sort of organizing them and saying, okay, I'm going to do a virtual coffee with these 10 people. And I'm going to ask them who they know, or just like doing productive things that aren't applying for a job that you may get rejected for when you're feeling so down on your on the whole process, I think is a productive and a positive way of still moving you towards your target without sitting there and filling out another damn <laughs> online job application and redoing your resume. So there are, there are things that you can do that are, that are helpful, that aren't applying, that will maybe be a way to navigate that time when you're you're betwixt in between and you're not able to just take your mind off of it and go for a hike. I mean, I'm not that kind of person. I wish I was, but I have a couple of questions then. One is, are there headhunters for every level of person or is that, I've always thought of that as just being more of an executive level. Um, And then the second thing I wanted you to maybe address is, is there a time when it's appropriate even to look at a temp agency? Because I know sometimes temp agencies can lead to new connections new networks, and possibly uh, full-time work? Two great questions. There are headhunters at, I would say, probably almost every level. And it's just tapping into that market because of the high fees that are associated with it. That, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're only making $30,000 a year, $25,000 a year at coming right out of of college, paying a fee like that might not be something that's that's affordable to you. I think that a temp agency is a great option as well as signing up with different temp agencies. And there are some really great ones out there and, and looking specifically to see what kind of jobs they fill, what kind of organiza- organizations that they work with. We've hired a lot of, of temps through different or agencies 
out here in LA, specifically for like the administrative level, the coordinator level. So I think maybe if you are more at that junior level, you might want to look more towards the temp agency, but find the temp agencies that connect with the types of companies that you would want to target. That's an excellent point. I think headhunters at that professional and executive level could really be an, a great a great avenue to, to explore just in terms of the fees associated with it. I wanted to also follow up with something that you had observed in talking about things that keep you productive while you're taking that beat. This is also a time to tap in if you have the energy, you hit the nail on the head. If you've been wanting to start that blog, if you have been wanting to start that podcast or you've wanted to continue exploring photography as a, as a full-time career, using this time to also set aside some time for those passion projects, because I can't tell you when I would get into my rut of freelance work when I was younger of having that time off, just stressing almost every day as to when is my next gig coming up. The amount of time that I spent stressing out about that when I could have been doing and putting that energy in my day towards something that I was passionate about that I would have liked to have seen become something potentially I'd like to have monetized on, I would probably be a billionaire. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but that's time wasted on energy that you can't get back. And I used to, I'd get into the gig and I'd be like, man, why did I do that during that time off? So I, I, I understand. And I, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy thing that when you're looking for a job and you're stressed about money and finding something. Um, and sometimes it is hard to turn off that, that worry, but mindful things, even just sitting in silence for 30 seconds and just taking some deep breaths um, can, can be really helpful to kind of help you come back to that focal point. I think you both have really um, hit the nail on the head with this particular, the passion projects, doing things to, you know, just take that beat. When we say beat, you know, it means take a pause from the actual hustle because it is a hustle to look for a job. I know it and I hate it, (laughs) but to explore other things, whether that be a passion project, whether that be volunteering, whether that be a cooking class, which I also know that, that some of those things cost money that you may not have, but finding areas where you're connecting with other people and you're getting out of your comfort zone because at the end of the day, you know, I I was just on a virtual conference and the one thing that kept coming up was relationships. And when you know people, when you have a relationship with people, when you get yourself in other groups of people and you connect, you never know what other opportunities you're going to hear about in the most unassuming places. So you might be doing it just to kind of get your head out of the, the search game or whatever, what have you, but you, you just don't know what will come from that apart from just being rejuvenated a little bit and getting, getting yourself out of that, that rut and that funk. So um, thank you for both bringing that up. And then another thing that really stood out to me, Elisa, when you were speaking earlier was something I've never taken advantage of, which I, in hindsight, you know, why didn't I, but the job alerts, I've never utilized that function in LinkedIn or indeed ever, but that is a, a great thing to call out because I think that it's overlooked a lot of times because it's almost like I would get the pop-up and I'm like, oh, it's a distraction, get out of my way. 
right? Versus like paying attention to the pop-up because we have so many things popping up on our phone and like in our glance. So pay attention to that and actually put those job alerts in so that it sends you the email. So um, I, I love b- both of those things. And I just wanted to say thank you. And mm-hmm. you, have, you always have such great advice. And it's not just the advice you're giving. You're coming from a place of like such wholeheartedness. And I really appreciate that of you. So thank you. Indeed. Yes, you have. I, I wish, and I, my hope is that all recruiters are like you. I have a feeling that's not the case. I know. <laughs> but we do really appreciate the fact that you really have such empathy for people who are on the other side of the, the desk from you. So, and yeah, building your, your network and expanding your network to Vanessa's point. Like if you, if you do, I always feel like if you do good, like you said, um, Elisa, if you do volunteer, you take the, your stock of your skills and you have time to even just do a few hours of volunteering or, or a one-time kind of giving of yourself. I feel like those things always come back to you. And to Vanessa's point, it does build you a new network that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So it's worth thinking outside the box. Just to add to what Vanessa was talking about and network is that a lot of people might say, but I'm an introvert and I don't like connecting with people. This is like a gives me so much anxiety to have to reach out to people. What can I do? Um, the great thing is that we live in such a, a virtual world now and you might your, your networking might look different than what mine is. And I, I feel like for me, I'm, I'm very much a words person and a people person and reaching out and sending an email. It feels like second nature to me, especially because of, of what I do and how, how many people I speak to in a day. But um, for people who are feeling like that gives them a lot of anxiety and they don't know how to overcome that. I was talking to my friend who has a sister who had a situation where they're not people, people, but they have this great skill set and talent for animation. And they've started a TikTok channel where they have millions of followers now. They don't go out into the world and it's incredible. But this person is being able to now is getting offered different jobs for uh, animation work and, and freelance gigs and teaching classes, which I don't know if that person would do, but they're, they're getting themselves out there in a different way. So I think it is, comes down to thinking outside the box. How can you connect with people if, if verbally speaking with somebody and having to engage with somebody um, is challenging for you? Maybe you, you have conversation and dialogue on different reddits and things like that. So yeah, outside the box. I love that. <laughs> Start a TikTok channel. Um, no, but I also think that like, if, if you are the sort of person who feels super awkward reaching out to somebody who's maybe three network places down your kind of chain and, and asking them for a favor, because that just feels awkward, even for the most bold amongst us. But I think too, like find, do a little research on that person and find a reason to reach out to them. That isn't just asking for help. Like I read this article that you wrote or so-and-so told me you're so great at X or, you know, do a little research on that person, find something that shows that you know about them. We've covered this before and that yes, you're reaching out because they're a thought leader and because you're seeking their wisdom or you're seeking um, some insight from them, but you've done your homework and you look to that person as a respected a party, a respected authority on something. I think that can make that cold outreach easier. It's not just, Hey, I really need a job. I'm calling you to see if you can help me. It's, I know this about you and I respect it. And I'd like to talk to you about that thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to approach it. 
Definitely. And I think that also once you have that person's ear, whomever it is, or that group's ear, after potentially you get where you want to be, wherever that is, don't let that go away. Don't forget Mm -hmm. that that person and those groups of people were there for you when you needed them. So the last thing you want to do is create this synergy with someone or or a group and and then just walk away because they've already served their quote unquote purpose for that time being. I mean, I'm going to put that out there too, because you might not realize you're doing it even because you get wrapped up in the new thing, but just keep those people close because they were there for you and you never know what can come down the line. I mean, it's just the, the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It- It does come full circle and funny story. um, I recently hired my very first boss out of college. Um, She was the first person to kind of take a chance on me um, in starting my journalism career. And she was the, you know, she, she was the, the leader of our show and our team. And, and here we are. 12 years later and she's, we reconnected and she's like, Hey, I'm looking for, for work. And I was like, Hey, do you know anybody who does recruiting within the news world? And she's like, pick me. And she's recently started on, on my, my team at at the company that I work for. And she's hitting it out of the park. And, you know, the question is, well, she doesn't necessarily come directly from this full cycle corporate recruiting background. I was like, no, but she's managed people and she's been, you know, a, 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 a supervisor. And it's just because on paper, she didn't have, you know, these specific things. She's been with the company now for a month and the feedback is just incredible. It's just, it's a, it's crazy how full circle everything comes because you just never know when you'll be in a position to be able to help somebody and vice versa and maintaining that comp those that that network and that communication and even if it's check-ins here and there just thinking how are you how's everything going just wanted to to reach out and say hello just to sue's point uh read that article that you wrote things look like they're going well i mean you just you just never know and in this lifetime, I never thought she and I would have the opportunity to work together again. And it's, yeah, I mean, that that literally just happened within the last two months. And it's something I've been really excited about. That's so cool. That really is so cool that you're able to, um, to give back after all that time. And I think at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be appreciated and heard, right? And if mm-hmm. you can make somebody else feel that, then, you know, only good can come from that. Absolutely. You quoted Oprah there, uh, Sue. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, Oprah's the queen, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she always said that, you know, no matter how many, how many interviews, no matter who it was, the caliber that they were at, the status they had at the end of the day, it was, you know, the cameras and lights would turn off and like, how was that? They just mm-hmm. want to be heard and, and, and seen and you hit the nail on the head. So Alisa, as always, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at We Get Real AF. 
and visit our website at www.wegetrealaf.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women. 